0: Honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion hosted on the SportsNuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Logan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on the com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you for joining me once again today. The Timberwolves open up the season one and one. Yep, one and one, and once again the Wolves lose to the San Antonio Spurs. There was no Kawhi Leonard, and there was no Tony Parker. Tony Parker, oh, you know, but uh, no Kawhi Leonard, and Wolves still lose in San Antonio Oh goody! Uh, Rudy Gay was a nice addition for this club. You can tell Patty Mills, just kind of coming off the bench. You're having uh, Pau Gasol start at shooting guard. That's really weird, and really no point guard on this team for the Spurs. Kind of confusing when you just when you look at that. Patty Mills doesn't offer much either. No point guard, and you just get crushed by this team. But I suppose the way they run, it doesn't even matter. It seems like <laughs> extremely frustrating. In this one, uh, Jeff Teague benched in the fourth quarter. You know, you look at things, it's like he was efficient for the most part in the 24, 25 minutes he played. I mean, he managed to get this 11 points, 6 assists. So he looked, like on paper, he looked good. But you don't really see the energy. You don't really see the leadership that you want out of your point guard. And that's really fueling the uh, Ruby Obos out there. That's a Dan Barrero term, and I suppose I'll use it here too. Todd Gibson starting over... Gorgie Zhang, I don't know if I'm all in with that either. Uh, His defense is a little better than Gorgie's, and you don't really see that on the stat sheet, but I don't know. This is a a yucky game. Uh, Of course, the season opener on Wednesday... The 18th in San Antonio, Texas. It just kind of looked like more of the same when it comes to the Spurs and the Wolves. Andrew Wiggins looks better. Uh, Again, 4 of 6 from 3-point range. That's good. You're still seeing a little bit of... uh, You're still seeing extreme frustration at the free-throw line. 4 of 9 late in the game. When you need them, he's missing them. And that's frustrating. You saw the Spurs build a lead. You see the Wolves come back. And then you see them blow it late. Uh, still questionable defense down the stretch, but overall I would say the defense is an improved product so far, but again, the Spurs not so much in this game the Wolves give up 107 points you see a much better better defensive battle in the Wolves' uh, home opener two nights later, the Wolves lose this one 107-99 in San Antonio Texas Ah, you know, you come out of this one you just kind of like, you don't feel so hot out of this Uh, You are noticing something very interesting, though, that I wasn't expecting coming into this season. You're seeing Jimmy Butler defer to Andrew Wiggins. Um, I wasn't expecting that coming in. Um, But again, I suppose a guy who's capable of making plays, particularly in the uh, Utah game, you're seeing more improvements. (laughs) I'm already jumping ahead to the next one in a way, because this one just was... But um, you're seeing Jimmy Butler defer, and that's kind of in both games here. You're seeing not a whole lot of... I don't know. You're just not seeing much out of Jeff Teague so far. I, I'm not liking what I'm seeing. I, I thought he was better than this, and I've seen him play for years, and I liked what I saw in the past. Uh, again, you come out of it though, okay? You know, remember the Great Wolves team? Oh three, oh four. Spree Latrell Spree, NKG, all that. You know that thing? They started eight nine that year. They were pretty lame. Just they were pretty lame. To, 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 to say the least. Though it did help when uh, Mr. Candy got hurt. As funny as that sounds, because that guy just brought the IQ down for that team. It seemed like when he was in there, the team wasn't good. Uh, year in and year, that The rest of that season, when Candy came back, he wasn't good. When Irvin Johnson was the center, the team played smarter, and you saw less mistakes, and the Wolves won way more games that year. Luckily, we don't have an idiot like that on the team. At least, I don't think so. For the most part, you have a lot of smart guys. Jamal Crawford is as advertised. Jamal Crawford, way to go. Way to be as advertised. He's exactly the same Jamal Crawford we saw with the Clippers and the Blazers and the Hawks and the, and the Knicks and the Bulls for many, many years. i um, very happy with Jamal Crawford thus far. You're seeing the same energy, the same playmaking skills, the same athleticism at, at his age. He's still putting the ball in the basket. You're seeing the same lack of defense. <laughs> it is what it is. But, um... For Jeff Teague to be benched in the entire fourth quarter for Tyus Jones is kind of alarming and uh, Thibodeau not happy with Jeff Teague at all. The Wolves played a little bit better. Um, Tyus Jones didn't rack up the numbers, but you just saw a little bit higher IQ basketball out there. And the Wolves came back and then you saw weak perimeter defense once again. I mean, Danny Green left open for three. That was the dagger. Got me cursing on the the Facebook page there with uh, uh, Flips Army, which I'll give a shout out in the third segment. An overall very frustrating game. Uh, LaMarcus Aldrich, I've never been a fan at all. Uh, He is an absolute turtle, an absolute shrinking violet when it comes to the postseason. Just absolute nobody in the playoffs. Yet, of course, shock shock of the decade. He's phenomenal against the Wolves. One move after another. He outplayed Carl Anthony Towns, and it was really annoying. Um, Extremely annoying. And whatever. Uh, Nobody really stunk necessarily. Like, Carl Anthony Towns was very solid. Wiggins, again, excellent in the game. And again, you're seeing that first step, and you saw a move on the baseline from Andrew last night against Utah. He's better. Andrew Wiggins is better. He's put on some muscle, and yes, Andrew Wiggins has inked his $148 million contract. Yeah, that's on Facebook. You'll see a little bit more of that. Yes, Andrew Wiggins has signed his contract. So, there it is. And he didn't get hurt. That's the one thing you're afraid of. Right after a guy signs a big contract, oh, he's hurt, out, you know. And, of course, a terrible, terrible event took place Uh, the very first day there. uh, That was Tuesday night when the season officially started. Right now, on live TNT, you heard Mr. Kevin Harlan talking. I'll talk about that on the Facebook page. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I'll explain the mistake there is because I had the sound off. I was on break at work, and the terrible injury to Gordon Hayward. We'll talk about that in segment three. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Save that for where, where it's already set up for me. Um, but um, you're seeing an improved too. The guy belongs in the rotation and and it's nice to see. Shabazz Mohamed, so far, the first two games, well, he's been out there when the team's been playing better, and the second unit was way better in San Antonio than the first unit. And I mean way better. Tyus Jones, Jamal Crawford, Shabazz Mohamed, Gorgie Zhang, Damania Bielitsa. That's literally another five, and it's a perfect group, and it's nice. Nice to know we have a bench, but a crappy game, and it brought out some of the worst in me, because you're seeing the Wolves lose to San Antonio still, and it's really annoying. And you're seeing Mano Ginobili moving around like he's twenty-six. It's really annoying, really, really annoying. But yes, it's the first game of a team that is reassembled in a huge way. Now we got those new new uniforms. They look okay. They're cool. I'm starting to adjust to them. And now you got the new digs, as they call it. The Target Center's had a facelift. Some of it looks the same in a sense, but a lot of it's different. Um, the floor is brighter. The background's got a, like a darker hue to it in in the building. The floor is extremely bright, and the uniforms like they just they just jump out at you when you 're watching a game because they they got this it's it's the dark with the light like when it when darkness is with light kind of like a solar eclipse, the light is extremely dangerous <laughs> and okay and yeah, but no, it stands out more it's not dangerous in this sense, but if you 're not used to it right away it 's like oh that's different it 's weird. But it's cool. Uh, the logo, big old thing on the center court. Of course, the parquet floor, long, long, long gone back in the David Kahn days. Pardon me for mentioning that name. And you got the University of Villanova Timberwolves on the court. Uh, yes, University of Villanova. There's there's no Randy Foy. That's another memory we don't necessarily want to bring back. But I wouldn't have minded him as a backup guard on this club, I suppose. There I go again. A, a guy who started for this team for many years got a rousing ovation and <laughs> I like Ricky Rubio. I appreciate what he brought to the team. Um, The long hair and the tattoo, I think, overrated. Whatever. You know, whatever. It's his choice, I suppose. Whatever he wants to do, but it's overrated. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah! Go, Ricky. Nah. Nah. And you know what? When somebody's not on your team anymore, I'm not going to necessarily make a big, big, big thing about it either. But, you know what? Here we go. I'll have a seated ovation for Ricky Rubio because, not because I'm protesting or because I can't stand for Ricky Rubio, but because I'm doing a, a... show and I don't want to get too far away from the microphone so yes, I respect Ricky Rubio and I appreciate what he brought to this franchise and you idiots out there locally who think I have an undying hatred for Ricky Rubio again, get off your get off whatever you're on because that's ridiculous insane, maybe lay off the, the caffeine too, that would be greatly appreciated give me a break <laughs> I really appreciate uh, what Rubio did bring to this team is he a franchise-changing point guard? No, no. Um, and okay, I'm gonna get off it now because we've gone on, we've rehashed it too much. Is Jeff Teague impressing me so far? Absolutely not, not at all. Um, I hope to see more. I've been very bored with what Jeff Teague has brought so far. Bored. Like I'm literally watching it and I'm he's putting me to sleep. And I'm surprised because I thought you'd see a little more of that quickness. I don't know if it's the uncertainty, the first couple games here, and hopefully he'll get moving again, then that's the hope. Um, I expected a lot more quickness and, and and overall slashing and talent out of Jeff Teague, and I'm not seeing it thus far. Um, you're seeing a lot of missed shots, and it's really annoying also. Uh, is it the lack of preseason? When it's, a lot of people think that preseason is, is meaningless and this and that. The Wolves had such a short and weird and, and branched out preseason, stretched out preseason. It kind of leaves you at like um, or uh, ooh, ah. Uh. <laughs> you know, it kind of leaves you like that. So, I don't know. I mean, you're seeing so many bricks. I mean, you could build a new arena out there. There's so many bricks. I mean, Tyus Jones couldn't hit a shot against the Spurs. Tyus Jones couldn't hit many shots in this one. Everybody's missing shots, except for Joe Ingles, pretty much, and Danny Green. Thank you, very bleeping. And Dabu Mr. No-Offense-All-Defense. Yeah, couldn't miss a shot against the Wolves. Um, Jamal Crawford's been very solid. Ender Wiggins' field goal percentage significantly down, but you saw the nice slash to the basket, kind of almost Spreewell style. Jeff Teague just looks like he can't shoot worth it, you know what, and it's really annoying. Um, Jimmy Butler's field goal percentage has been lousy, but he played a wonderful overall game here. You saw the post moves. You saw some of the stuff I used to work on and I was good at in my prime, in my prime. Jeff Teague, or excuse me, Butler, obviously you know, at an NBA level, a little different, right? A little better. And of course against NBA defenders and bright lights in his face and all that. Uh, that nice kind of post up and off the glass fade away. Beautiful shot. That's a play I used to do all the time. So I was like, wow, he's doing a Joey shot. <laughs> but of course, again better level. Uh, Butler, five steals in the game. Again, deferring to Andrew Wiggins multiple times out there. Teague also set him up for a nice three catch and shoot. Um, like what I'm seeing in that sense, at least Teague is Teague when he does try to make plays. He's capable of doing it. It's just still he seems a little Terrell Brandon like out there so far, and that's scaring me just a tiny bit. Um, interesting to see Butler defer to Wiggins though. I mean, I think it, it looks like Wiggins really is going to be a top scorer for this club. Him and Carl Anthony Towns, and Butler's going to be deferring more. Which I not I you know maybe that shouldn't surprise me because I think Butler is more of that overall guy, and Wiggins is a natural scorer. Why hurt what people are, are, are good at? You know, what people bring to the, to the game. Why cancel out Andrews' scoring and cancel out Butler's playmaking and make Butler just a oh, leading scorer? So it's nice to see what's going on here. It's actually a good sign. And the Wolves, again, finishing things nicely. Wiggins with a pretty awesome behind-the-back dribble, crossover, behind-the-back crossover, and launching of that three-point shot at the buzzer in the first half. Wound up with 21 points in the game. Again, not a spectacular shooting night, but still fun to watch in that sense. Todd Gibson a little better in the rebounding. Carl Anthony Towns, some nice silky moves inside, but I, I don't know. It seemed like everybody's a little bit afraid to step on each other's toes, which, again, was a problem at the beginning of the season in uh 0- 0304 where everyone's a little bit afraid to step on each other's toes because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of names here and everyone wants to become more and more comfortable with each other if this isn't a playoff team I'd be beyond shocked uh Jamal Crawford awesome in the game I'm very impressed 17 points hits a hits a hit a major clutch three when the wolves trailed by a point late in that fourth quarter and Crawford just Absolutely, as advertised, and I'm going to continue to use those words. And Amanya Bialica looking extremely efficient thus far at the stretch four position for this club. Uh, Tyus Jones definitely in a designated quarterback role for this club early on because his shooting has not been good, unfortunately. Gorgie very, very much reduced. Only 15 and a half minutes, three points off the bench. Kind of sad. I like Gorgie, um, but. When the Wolves, when, when he's been on the floor, he's plus plus-minus has been outstanding. and That's a good sign, at least for him, overall. So, yeah, fun game. Ricky Rubio, in return, did have the kind of game he had last year when he was at the top of his game, the 19-point, 10-assist type of performance, and good for him. Did get a double-double in the game. Did not get a triple-double, no. Five rebounds added, added a couple steals. He's pretty much the same guy. His jump shot, not that good. Four of ten from from the floor. Not that great, but he did hit one three-pointer on the catch and shoot and made 10 of 11 free throws which was very valuable for the Utah Jazz. Uh Rubio, nice game. And he outplayed Jeff Teague and I'm mad enough to admit it. So rock and roll. <laughs> Congratulations and best of which best wishes to Ricky Rubio. Please stay healthy. If yeah. Please stay healthy for 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 your sake and for your team's sake. Utah is a definitely still a dangerous team, and it's nice to see the Wolves survive this game because I think last year they would have lost this one for sure, um, especially with uh, Foreman and Brandon Hayward. Not just call him Brandon Gordon Hayward on the floor, Brandon Hayward. No way, <laughs> Gordon Hayward. Uh, definitely missing all four, the Utah Jazz. But um, Rubio did a good job, nonetheless. Rodney Hood also carried off the floor with an ankle injury. So, mm, and he was having a huge game. He actually led the team in scoring, despite only 24 minutes due to that ankle injury. Sad. Um, nice to see Rodney Hood continuing to become what what a lot of people thought he might be, uh, the Duke the uh, A bit more of like a, a supporting cast kind of guy, but an outstanding one at the bare minimum, I would have to say, uh, so best wishes to Rodney Hood and Ricky Rubio there. <sighs> Rudy Gobert, whoo, guy drives me nuts, but he's good, isn't he? Whoo, he's he's tough. He's a tough, tough defender with those long, long, long arms. Monsieur Rudy Gobert, yeah, le pont. Okay, sorry. Best wishes, though. <laughs> best wishes, Ricky and Rodney, and uh, rock and roll. <laughs> you get the point. Uh so the lone wolf, the lone—is it the lone wolf? That's what it's called now. Yep, the lo- <laughs> what, what was it called? Oh my god, I'm losing my mind now. It's not the lone wolf. I, I changed it last year. It was, it was the alpha wolf award. Yeah, I'm like almost blanking here. Luckily, it came back before things got too crazy here. The alpha wolf—that's the name of the yeah, like in real wolves, the alpha wolf, the alpha male, alpha female. So, well, in this case, we'll just call it the alpha wolf. And the winner for that, i got to say, is Jamal Crawford for this week. Uh, Outstanding start to the season. Honorable mention to Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. I could almost give it to Wiggins, too. But it's kind of been those three, I would have to say. Um, Yeah, I'm going to give it to those guys. Uh, Outstanding. I'm going to give it to Jamal Crawford, though. Clutch down the stretch and very valuable off the bench in San Antonio as well, leading that uh, second unit. Jamal Crawford is your Alpha Wolf Award winner for the uh, season opening week of the season. So the Johnny Flynn Memorial is going to go to the guy who's like a Johnny Flynn so far, and that's Jeff Teague, bringing a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, he'll get some assists. He set up Wiggins on a nice catch and shoot, but he can't make a shot, and he's just you're not feeling the energy from the guy, and boy, I hope, I hope it's just a slow start and he'll get things rolling here very quickly because he's going to have to. It never gets easier. Uh, you're going to be facing Oklahoma City very quick here. Jeff Teague, step it up. Johnny Flynn Memorial the, for the opening week is Jeff Teague. So with that, we will take a quick break, preview four games, but we're going to merge two in one with OKC Thunder, luckily. Um, I'm going to do four. Normally, I would do only three, but I'm not sure when I'm going to record next. It might be Saturday, not Friday. In the future, I like to do Fridays. But again, also, with lawn cleanup season coming in, it's going to get sporadic. Uh, (laughs) Once lawn cleanup season is over, I tend to record these on Friday mornings. But if not... It's going to be sporadic. It'll be like rainy day here and there type of thing, Um, like when available. So it is what it is there. Maybe even a Sunday or something, but I doubt it because that's usually uh, usually set aside for Purple Mafia unless it's a bye week or something. So yeah, there it is. So if I disappear for a two-week span or something or come on weird days, it's because long cleanup season is kicking in as November approaches. November, November, November. That's what it's all about. Maybe back next week and after that, then it gets weird. Okay, segment number two, previous segment after this. Jeff Teague, step it up or you're fired! We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two, preview segment. We're going to preview you four games, but three teams. So we're going to merge the... <laughs> it's a bookend of Oklahoma City Thunder. So we're going to merge Sunday, October 22nd, and Friday 27th together, in a sense. Uh, we'll be hosting Oklahoma on Friday and, and of course, um, visiting Sunday this weekend here uh, at 6 p.m. So, yeah, and then Tuesday against Indiana... Wednesday against Detroit, a little back-to-back action going there. And yes, Jeff T, you no, yes Jeff T, you are fired if you don't step it up. <laughs> it's frustrating. Oklahoma City Thunder, Paul George, oh goody! How about them thunder? How about them thunder? They had a little run in the preseason, and uh, well, they're oh, they're one and O to start off the year. Paul George with twenty eight points so far. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony, I'm not impressed at all with his uh, shot selection. He's the same guy. That's the hope, but then again, the Wolves always play poorly against Carmelo Anthony, so yay. Um, The Wolves kind of are up and down against Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Indiana has always been kind of a problem, so I don't know. Uh, Right now, I'm not too confident starting things out. I don't really feel good about the Sunday game. Maybe the Friday game, the Wolves will have a little better chance at home, but uh, overall, I'm worried about this one going into Oklahoma City. Both teams, though, definitely going through the whole chemistry thing. It seems like the chemistry is a little better so far to start out the year with Oklahoma City, but I but come playoffs, watch out. Unless they really, really mesh for whatever reason, I I, I could see them imploding at some point. Uh, you're seeing a little better defense under Camelo Anthony though, which is impressive. You're still seeing the idiot, stupid shot selection though, which is like again going to bury this team one day. I think when when all when all is said and done. Uh, Russell Westbrook, shock of the decade had a triple-double in his first game. So, big shocker, 16 assists, and now he's getting even more assists than ever because he's got more players to pass the ball to. It's amazing he even got 10 assists a game last year with with, with what he had around him. Not that they're bad players, but it's just that there's nothing that exciting going on in Oklahoma City last year. Um, Steven Adams obviously brings value, and Wolves always have struggled against him. That's my fear coming. <laughs> that guy's a double-double threat every night, and he's an awesome defensive player out of uh, New Zealand, which where 10 Abrils and Brown hails from. Uh, very impressed. Uh, right now, I don't think the Wolves' chances are real hot going into OKC. Okay, I'm going to pick the Thunder to win it. Uh, it's going to be a little bit, I, I don't know what to say. What, what would you say for the score? Uh, well, they, they crushed New York 105-84. New York with a nice start to the game, particularly Porzingis dunking on and Carmelo Anthony. I, I took pleasure in that. Uh, I think the Thunder will get over a hundred. Unfortunately, it's going to be 100 to like 95. I think New Orleans, uh, excuse me, New Orleans. Uh, the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder will beat the Timberwolves if the Wolves win the game. Obviously, well, I'd be very surprised. We almost never win in Oklahoma City. Pretty much never. Uh, I think too many weapons. Our chemistry isn't there yet, and players like Jeff Teague not playing up to par at this point is hurting this club. Um, Teague versus Russell Westbrook. That's not a good matchup. Uh, Carmelo Anthony versus uh, Taj Gibson will be interesting, I suppose. Paul George and Andrew Wiggins will be interesting. You'll see Jimmy Butler on Paul George at times as well, kind of back and forth with Andre Roberson and all that. You'll probably see Paul George and Butler. You'll probably see Butler and George, uh, a bit of that, Butler kind of matching up against him defensively because Roberson doesn't bring a whole lot of threat offensively. And Andrew Wiggins' defense, you know, it, it's getting a little better, but still nothing to get super excited about. It's a little tiny bit better. Small sample size to start things out. Oklahoma City will win the first one of these two, 100-95. Indiana, Indiana, the Wolves will host the Indiana Pacers, which I, I got a good feeling about this one. I mean, mm, I mean, there are players there that we've heard of, like Thaddeus Young, who's actually rebounding the ball now. Al Jefferson, who's pretty much been left for dead. And that sucks. I can't believe it. You know, Al Jefferson just coming off the bench. 16 minutes. 16 minutes and a DNP. And boy, Al Jefferson's better than that. Come on. And Damian Wilkins back from the dead. What the hell? Damian Wilkins. 37-year-old Damian Wilkins is on the bench there. But that's what happens to the team. That's pretty much done. I mean, they they got rid of everybody at this point. Um, no more George Hill. No more Paul George. And, of course, last year they barely made the playoffs anyway. Lance Stevenson. Valuable, uh, for the most part. Uh, a lot of people unhappy that he's no longer on the Wolves. Didn't shoot, hasn't shot well at all, though, off the bench so far for that club. Uh, Thaddeus Young, a double-double threat right now, for the most part. You gotta like what he's brought to the floor the past couple of years with uh, New Jersey and, and, and Indiana now. Uh, Victor Oladipo still, still developing and showing signs. But, I mean, the Wolves should be able to beat this team. I mean, I would consider it a huge disappointment if the Wolves can't beat them. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis, DeMontis Sabonis, still, you know, still raw, still kind of coming around. I don't know. It, to me, there's no excuse. The Wolves have to beat this team. And it's not because, you know, it's not because it's as must-win and the season's over if we lose it. But you can't lose to this team. and You know, this is a serious, this is a much more serious club right now with the Wolves. Um, I think the chemistry will gradually improve. You'll see Jeff Teague, I think, have his first breakout night with the Wolves, I think, against Indiana. That was his club last year. And it's like, why not? Um, they didn't bring him back for, you know, so I don't know. And he, and he, and he knows his team a bit. i uh, like to see him outplay during Carlson. I mean, sometimes it's, it's nothing personal. It's just that it's kind of fun. You get excited playing against the team you, play, you were on last year, whether you liked this guy or that guy or the, this owner, that uh, coach, whatever it was. I expect Jeff Teague to be the uh, one of the main guys here in, in the game. Uh, of course, against Oklahoma City Thunder, Gibson and, uh, Gibson and uh, Carmelo Anthony in both games will be a big matchup in terms of Gibson's tough defense against Carmelo could be very helpful and force Carmelo into stupid shots. But again, I'm not too confident on the road with that club as I'm backtracking a bit. Wolves absolutely should be able to beat the Pacers, and I think they will. You're going to see a score... Somewhere along the likes of, I mean, yeah, they gave up a lot of points against Portland at home just the other day. And they gave up a trillion points against uh, Brooklyn, but still managed to win the game, 131. <laughs> 140 to 131. That's a regulation game. They gave up 114 to Portland. So I got to expect the Wolves to pound, pound points in this one. A team that's ever capable of scoring. Uh, again, Jeff Teague, I think, is going to get in the 20s in this game. I I expect to see a nice, nice, strong performance from Jeff Teague. Uh, Don't be surprised if Andrew Wiggins or Carl wind up with 30 in the game. And the Wolves will wind up winning one, I'm going to say 120 to 100. The Wolves will blow out the Indiana Pacers in Target Center. It's going to be a fun game. Let's go with 120. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. Even 115 to 95, something like that. But the Wolves win by 20 over the Spacer Club. And that's not showing off. I just got a good feeling about it. Detroit Pistons, back-to-back, oh boy, in the Palace, you know, the malice at the Palace. The Wolves, years ago, when the Randy Foy days, used to play very well in Detroit, lately they've stunk there, and this is a back-to-back, and this seems like one of those annoying, stupid little games where the Wolves don't come out winning. Uh, Detroit, to this point, 500, 1-1 on the season, they've been giving up points a bit, but they did shut down Charlotte, which isn't that great of an offensive juggernaut, but a little dangerous uh, gave up 115 to Washington, only 90 to Charlotte. So kind of hit and miss. Obviously, some OK players. Avery Bradley, the former Celtic, there, who's been doing very well, averaging 16 points so far. Reggie Jackson, who a lot of people don't like. I I I think he's all right, but he makes a lot of dumbass idiot mistakes. Very low IQ. Lots of talent, but low IQ. Uh, Andre Drummond, disappointing start to the season. Minimal minutes, due to a lot of foul trouble um you can't even score double digit points so far in the first couple games that's incredible the frustration there but I got a weird feeling about this one and if the Wolves are able to go into Detroit you know and it's like you think of Detroit they're not real good and Indiana's you know they're going to be one of the worst teams this year I think uh with all due respect even though I like some of the players on that roster including uh Darren Collison and of course Al Jefferson um to me, I mean, this is a winnable game, but it just reeks of one of those annoying games you don't win on the road. And I don't feel very comfortable picking a win, necessarily. Oh, boy. Yeah, they play better at home than on the road. That's for damn sure. Yeah, especially during this era with uh, Mario over there. Mr. Mario. Stan, Stan Van Gundy. Stan Van Gundy! Hey, paisanos! No, okay, I don't know how many of you remember the Super Mario Brothers Super show, but that's what... Uh, Dan Van Gundy looks like. I'm sorry, but he does. Uh, I don't know. Wolves always stink against this team, and it's ridiculous. Uh, Ish Smith had a good game against the Wolves last year, too. Remember with the uh, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, God, I want to pick a win. Mm. I'm going to pick a loss. I, I, I just I have to. And, of course, the Wolves, I I I, I think it's going to be a slow burn here. And that's the term I'm gonna use. That's gonna be the name of the show, the slow burn. It's gonna be a slow burn um, with this club as they as the chemistry builds and gets stronger. And eventually, boom, they explode and become a very good team and win fifty plus. I hope I hope this team does win fifty plus. Um but I, I I don't know. I think it's going to be one of those annoying close losses where it's like you see a defensive breakdown or something, some lucky shot, whatever it is, from Detroit. Uh, or just, you know, Andre Drummond has this big breakout game and drives us nuts. Like whatever has been going on with Andre Drummond getting in foul trouble or ticky-tack fouls, whatever it is, he will uh, break through a bit. I, I expect Andre Drummond to be a huge problem. And Avery Bradley as well from beyond the arc. He is a, a outstanding shooter. <laughs> from, from, from downtown, as is Tobias Harris for the most part. He's been leading the club at scoring, has been TH, Tobias Harris there in Detroit. Uh, Detroit's going to win the game, 104-100, a close game. The Wolves will manage, to, they'll be in it, but it's going to be one of those games where it's just, they're trailing the whole freaking time, maybe a, a couple of lead changes, but Detroit will pull away at the last second, some lucky turn of events, that type of thing. Detroit wins 104-100. And luckily, not a blowout like it was the last couple of years in Detroit, which drove us nuts. It's like, really? But that's pretty much where things went. Of course, the Wolves will host the Oklahoma City Thunder on Friday night. And I think this will be one of those coming out parties for the Wolves. You're going to see the chemistry improve. You're going to see the first uh, impressive win. And of course, the the Indiana game will be impressive. Like I'm saying, it's going to be like a nice 20-point, 18-15 type of point type of win for the Wolves. But you're going to see... The Wolves beat their first good team. It's going to be the first big, big prime time type of game. Friday night, 7 p.m. Target Center, renovated, of course, looks nice. Um, nice uh, added uh, glass and all that, and and the're very smart that they have now have two entrances rather than one, so it's a lot less. So you can improve the traffic situation. Especially with all this literally TSA type of security now going into games, which is makes you makes you just want to plop your butt down on this couch and use the channel changer rather than. Deal with all that horse crap, especially when it, when you, <laughs> especially when you might <laughs> might have surgeries that turn on the uh, the uh, metal detector sometimes, which is really 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 annoying. Um, so with that, pretty much um, wolves. I I think the wolves will have that nice breakout game though. I think you're gonna see scoring. You're gonna see. Oklahoma City get frustrated. Certain things not go their way. You're going to see Carmelo Anthony have a tougher game. Todd Gibson with that energy from the crowd. Strong defense. Gorgie Sheng as well. Uh, I think the top scorer in that game, and I should say top scorers in every game. The Indiana game is going to be, well, like, Teague is going to be one of those X factors. The Oklahoma City game on the road. Uh, Towns, I think it'll be a huge factor. Jimmy Butler, I think, will have his first major home like victory for the Wolves against the... Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. You're going to see something special there. Butler's going to get like a 30-point game, something like that. Or he's going to set up Andrew Wiggins for such. Um, I expect Townsend to play very well, though, in both games against Oklahoma. Because he he does tend to have good games with him and Stephen Adams back and forth. Sometimes a little frustration, but I could see him breaking through a bit this year. And I'm hoping for such. The Wolves will beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. Final score, 108-100. And it'll be, there'll be, the crowd will be on their feet the whole game. It'll be a sellout, and it's going to be loud. And it's gonna get this crowd. They're gonna get the uh, the home. It's gonna get the home audience very excited. But a two and two week for the Wolves, so we'll stay three and three. We'll be five hundred, but we'll finish things up with that energy, <laughs> energy inducing victory Friday night, which will spark plug this club into something in the coming weeks here, coming weeks and months. It'll be the, the breakthrough win of the season for the Wolves. It'll get them moving in the right direction. That's just my humble opinion. Uh, a week from yesterday, the Wolves crush. <laughs> Or not crush. Or the Wolves will beat Oklahoma City Thunder on Friday night in front of a sellout crowd and a excited uh, NBA fandom out there. <laughs> so there it is, two and two. week, three and three coming back. With that, we'll take a quick break and hear from you guys in fan interaction. background. Timberwolves Explosion. Final segment. Fan interaction. Let's get to it immediately. At Wolves Explosion. At Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account. I want to thank right away, out of the get-go, of the Courtside Podcast, Vince Germano, uh, of course the Courtside Podcast Twitter, Vince Germano's Twitter, 10A Wilson Brown and Levi Wilson Brown for retweeting the last episode of Timberwolves Explosion. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. You guys are superstars and I, I can't thank you enough for Passing on uh, this show to your friends and uh, friends and followers. It's God bless. <laughs> uh, so we'll continue. Uh, Nick Simon and the Courtset Podcast also like it. Uh, Nick Simon, also a good friend who's jumped on board very recently. Also out of Australia. Vince Germano, Hank McCoy out of Australia. Uh, Tanay uh, and Levi out of New Zealand. So God bless. Kurt Back just recently joined too. Kurt Back out of Lakeville. or No, it's not Lakeville. Uh, White Bear Lake, Minnesota here. Tanay Brown says... There it is. Yep, he says, from what I saw in that game, it's going to take us at least 15 games to start things out. Zero ball movement and poor help on D. And exactly, zero ball movement. That's what I'm kind of seeing out of Jeff T at the point guard position. That's where it starts is the guy who's supposed to run the show at the point guard at the point guard position, the quarterback so to speak. Then he continues says, um, my big takeaway from this game, we missed Rubio a lot. Ball movement intensity, smart defender. Obviously, it's the first game though, and yes, it is. Thankfully, uh, Levi liked uh, today's take there, and today awesome. Uh, hope to hear from him uh, with the audio submission again one of these days. And Levi also very welcome to do the same. And Vince Germano, green light. Hank McCoy, green light. All you guys have the green light to do a uh, audio submission that could last longer than three minutes if you like. Um, continue. Okay, Levi says. Why wasn't Teague in at the end? He wasn't playing that well, but neither was Jones. And yeah, Jones couldn't hit a shot either. It was ridiculous. Uh, there was a conversation back and forth with Tane and I too. He actually was in town, but I'm I was stuck with two jobs and couldn't get out of it. I'm just kind of swamped right now. And it seems like I always am, particularly as we head into the fall season and such. But also at the at the, the regular job too at Boston Scientific, I it's just too hard to get the time off tough schedule and everything, and it would have been fun, and I don't know it's easier to plan ahead a little bit late notice there, so gonna <laughs> planned a little bit further ahead maybe i I don't know it's like i'm I'm sorry, I'm really sorry tonight, and god i I hope we can do it again uh awesome. I hope we can get together sometime. Let me know a little bit in advance though that'd be appreciated. <laughs> it was like so sudden, and literally I was like, spur of the moment thing, pun non intended because Spurs are the last thing we wanted to think of after that stupid game. Vince was saying, come on, Joey, make it happen. But, yeah, I don't know. I was just stuck. Uh, Kurt Back was saying, I think he's anxious. And who, who was this one? Um, I was saying shocking. Carmelo Anthony's already taking stupid shots. And Kurt says, I think he's anxious. I guess he was with the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. But, ugh, Carmelo, I'm not a big fan of that guy. As you could kind of notice the... The uh, tone in my voice when I talk about the guy, I'm <laughs> not a big fan. So before I shout out to, before I bring up the uh, Facebook page for Timberwolves Explosion, I'm going to give a shout out to Flip's Army. Flip's Army is also a Facebook page. Trevor Wickerin is the founder of that page, and I pre- appreciate very much. He allows me to post uh, links to Timberwolves Explosion on that page. Flip's Army, I encourage you to join it. You know, by liking it, following it, whatever it is, and then commenting. Uh, lots of in-game threads, of course. Any type of conversation wolves related hopefully wolves related if you people don't yeah i mean a couple years ago people kept posting about steph curry and the warriors and god stop it stop it (laughs) i don't yeah i'm not a fan of curry or the warriors either if you hadn't noticed though i'd love clay thompson love love him um but let's continue (laughs) it's gonna be a little bit well it won't be as busy as last show because last show there's a lot of catching up and all that uh and people very excited, anticipating the start of the season. No post on the recent uh, show post where I, yeah, it was a recent show thread. I was saying oh, Andrew Riggins finally signs a five-year max contract. Some 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 threads say 146, others say 148. I guess it's 148. And today mentioning this very important fact is that it's a five-year flat too. No player option at the end of it, which I like. So it's literally a five-year contract with Andrew Wiggins. People are like, well, at least at least we'll have him until he's 27. Like, if he signs at Toronto, he'll be 27. Let's hope he never signs at Toronto and he has a wonderful, awesome career in Minnesota. And here's where I dropped the ball. And now it's because I had the audio off and I was at break and, you know, when you're watching on your phone and it's a Note 8, so it's like I have no excuse to not be able to see something on that screen. It's a, it's like incredibly insane. I don't know if it's 4K or 8K screen. It's just insane. And it's very large. And I'm not bragging. I'm just saying... I have no excuse to not see it. It's just that it's quick. I was at break at work. and It was pretty much time to go at that point. And the audio was off. If the audio was on, I would have heard it right away. But the way his leg was moving and the situation, I thought Gordon Hayward had... Did I just call him Gordon Hayward? Yeah, I did call him Gordon Hayward. Yes, I thought Gordon Hayward had torn his ACL. It looked like an ACL tear, the way things move. But if I saw a little closer, just paid a little closer attention, you'd see the ankle getting literally like... Curled up and U-shaped and then all that. Yeah, literally U-shaped. Yeah, it's not supposed to be U-shaped. It's supposed to look more like a J or a T or something. Uh, I don't even know what to say it's shaped like, but it wasn't shaped the right way. Um, oh, I, I felt very bad. Uh, the first word to come up is dislocated, but of course broken too. Broken and dislocated because it's not supposed to be, yeah, facing left when it's supposed to be facing forward um <laughs> oh i felt so bad when i saw it too and uh five minutes into the season Celtics fans all excited i mean you think we're frustrated with jeff Teague having a lackluster start of the year or whatever butler not scoring that much this or that and losing just the freaking spurs to the 99th time and you know and in, in 99th time in 100 games or so that's what it feels like i'm exaggerating um and then you have and then you have things like that. Five minutes into the season, and he's done. And you don't know when he's coming back. And you don't know how he's going to be when he does come back. I do expect a full recovery from Gordon Hayward. I do expect that. But because I think he's going to want to come back, I think he's going to give it everything he's got. I believe in the guy. Um, he loves the game. And you have a chance to play for the Boston Celtics and win a championship for the Boston Celtics that's a great honor but man you sign the contract and you're there and they're all excited to have you and 5 minutes 5 minutes into the season you can literally hear the snap because he's close enough to the microphone with uh, at the at the backboard you could you could hear it you could hear it snap if you replay it you can hear the snap i mean when i broke my arm i i heard the snap uh, halloween 1992 they landed and broke the two bones in half on the uh, the arm there right uh, b- below the hand obviously it's on the arm part Kind of like the lower, or the, the forearm closer to the hand, though, not the actual forearm, forearm near the elbow there. Um, you could hear the snap, and boy, oh, poor Gordon Hayward. So now people are going to make fun of me a little bit. Kalen Woods says, and he was nicer about it than some of the others, but <laughs> it's okay, they weren't that mean. Kalen Woods, out of us, says, nope, Joey, it's it's all in the ankle. That, that thing is farked, and yes, it's farked all right, because it's far over. Uh, Stu Benson <laughs> the richest man in australia right he <laughs> says ankle calcium ligament something like that um <laughs> but no for the ankle to be bent over that much the ligaments are damaged badly uh, i i i got to think and the, the high, those high ankle ligaments the big ones up there that is not good that's really bad because people always talk about oh it's almost better to break an ankle than to sprain it real bad in a sense because the bone heals, yeah, but it hurts like hell for a year, but then the, the tendons, they hurt like hell pretty much forever. Um, this is a this is a double dose here, it's a double whammy, and um, yeah, because there's no way those tendons are hundred percent healthy in that situation. they're messed, they're they're badly sprained, I got to think, at a bare minimum in that situation, if not torn, for it to move over that much. That's really bad. Uh, actually the, the, the dislocation thing was the finger. It's better to break it than dislocate it. And I, I dislocated my left pinky and it hurt for a year, a year, a little pinky finger. I couldn't even hang onto a bottle. It's weird, man. Um, Vince Germano says, hate to say it, but my first thought was he won't be the same player after that, and I kind of feel you right there. Kalen Woods says, I think he will not be an over-athletic player that relies more on the system. He will lose uh, some, of, some of that athleticism he had, but I think smart enough of a baller that he can adjust his game to suit. And yes, um, I think he'll adjust, and he'll be more of a floor Jordan than an air Jordan, so to speak. Um, yeah, high IQ. Uh, I was saying I couldn't see the actual injury when it happened, and I felt bad. Kalen Woods says, "All good, Joey." Didn't get, didn't look great watching live, and I bet it didn't. It's like I saw it for a second, and then I was I had to go back to work. Uh, he was saying, "Yeah." Uh, Kalen Woods was saying, "Yeah." I turned up just as he landed on it, and I'm like, "That's not good." Uh, Dan May says, "Ah, oh, man, that's really bad. Poor bastard. I really hope he gets his he, he gets back from this. He's a good kid with his head on straight, and you can't." say that about many NBA players. Yep, I agree with you, Dan. You really can't. And uh, it's sad to see that happen. And you could just see he was not only scared and and hurt, and obviously the pain must have been crazy, but heartbroken too, because you're all excited, ready to roll, and good night, baby. I mean, you know, and... uh, (laughs) That's bullcrap. Uh, Philip Brown out of Australia also says, uh, and Dan May is, one of the most devastating things I've seen in a long time. Yep, since, uh, like, uh, was it DeAndre Ware? Just snap a snap coming out of the skin. That is horrific. Some people even say that's life-threatening because of the infection, i got to think. Um, that's nasty when it actually comes through. Um, it's it's It sucks. Uh, just really bad luck where there's just nowhere to go. The ankle is trapped and your body's still moving. There is nothing you can do. It's just that helpless, oh, bleepity, bleepity, bleep feeling. And yeah, that's what it's like. It's just nowhere to go. Like Paul George, there was nowhere to go. He was screwed. Just totally screwed. So I think, nope, there's a little bit from Hank McQueen of the Courtside Podcast, or let's call him Wayne Hunt. He called himself Wayno on the last show. And yes, his real name is Wayne Hunt, but his show name is Hank McCoy, just like I'm Paladino Joey on this show, and my real name is Joey Awajin. So, yeah, because Awajin, a lot of people mispronounce it or think it's weird or whatever. Let's keep moving. Uh, Hank says, forgive me, forgive me, my Joey calls haven't been the same since I got sick. And yeah, they they uh, he sounded funny, and boy... When Hank gets sick, he gets sick, and I, I feel bad for him. He says, hopefully I'll have Boombach vocals on the next, uh, back soon. Side note, I just found the Timberwolves logo at center court, and it's eyes and star glow in the dark. Yeah, isn't that cool? They glow in the dark. Yep. He says, I love all the changes. Logo, uniform, roster, culture has all done a 180 since Tibbs has taken over. Eat a fat one if you bagged him out last season. I told you so, and I didn't mean to bag him out. It was more of (laughs) the lack of off-season moves the previous year, but that's because he was setting up for the next year because he didn't see anything coming um, after they were unable to make a deal with the Chicago Bulls the first year with Jimmy, and ultimately he did get Jimmy. Um, He tried for Jimmy the first summer, tried for Jimmy the first trade deadline, and tried for Jimmy in the draft and got him in the draft. So, bada bing, bada boom. he, He got him on the third time. Third time's a charm. Side side note, says, it's going to be electric in that arena come playoffs. Can you feel it? I can. I can feel it, brother. Uh, Dan May was saying, and I, yeah, I thought I responded. Yeah, oh, I think because we talked on uh, Messenger. That's why. But that's why. Um, Yep, that was the other thing. Dan Mace says, luckily they didn't do a 360. Yep, that was the other thing, because you, when you do a 360, you come back to the beginning, and that happened on the Courtside Podcast, and Hank McCoy is the alpha dog. Help Hank McCoy slash Wayne Hunt is the alpha dog. He posts a picture of the glowing, the the green, like the, the vine of the blueberry, we'll call it, and the wolf's green eye uh, glowing in the dark. That's really awesome. Um, and yes, Hank McCoy accidentally said 360. He just was not feeling good in that show, and you could tell Now we get to the Utah game, Hank McQuistus. And yes, keep posting this type of stuff, Hank, if you have time. You know, I don't, I'm not gonna, you know, you don't have to feel obliged to do it, but if you have time and you want to, you are way more than welcome. I'm giving you a green light. You have a green light to post as much as you want, Hank, uh, Hank slash Wayne. He says, a great win today against Utah. Rubio was playing with a real chip on his shoulder, and rightfully so. If Utah won, we would have had the Wolves fans questioning that trade for months, but since they won, we won't hear a peep. Uh, I'm complaining a little bit about Teague's play, but um, yes, I was uh, I was okay with the move at the beginning. Other people in this town are, whew. Uh, he says, a little sad, actually. I felt Rubio lost the game for Utah at the end of the fourth, trying to do too much with the ball. He had a solid game, though. And yeah, it seemed like he was forcing up some shots, and it was kind of silly. Saying notes, how good was Jimmy Butler in the third quarter? Great to have a takeover guy in those moments. Jamal Crawford crushed in the fourth quarter, and he thought that Thibs balanced the roster well in this game, and he's gotten better, man. The rotations have been good. Other than poor Gorgie, I think he deserves more minutes, but it's kind of one of those situations where, I don't know, he's favoring Taj Gibson right now, and I'm not too surprised about that. Jamal Crawford, as advertised, he is the first uh, Alpha Wolf of the Year award winner for this show. And Jimmy Butler with that awesome kind of, it's uh, kind of. <laughs> kind of posting up and then the fadeaway off the glass. I just adore it. That is just the bomb and he really got things going in that third quarter. Kept the Wolves in the game, kept a little lead and kind of kept the Utah Jazz reeling a bit and that was outstanding. Jimmy Butler really, really helped down the stretch and of course again deferring a bit to Andrew Wiggins Uh, setting up plays for Andrew to score rather than looking for his own shot. And uh, good on Jimmy Butler. Really, really nice start for him. Uh, Jeff Teague again. Step it up. And you know what? I'm not a hater of Jeff Teague or Ricky Rubio. You know, when, when guys step up and they do a good job... I recognize them. And Ricky Rubio won a lot of Alpha Award winners last year. Alpha Wolf Award winners. Uh, he won the award a lot last year. And he deserved it. And again, those people that think I hate Rubio and have an undying hatred. Just, just that term undying hatred. Whoever you are, wow. Get off it, mate. That's all I gotta say there. <laughs> Not only get over it, but get off it. So, And of course, they probably never listen to the show anyway. But some of you, maybe that do listen, maybe that is what you're thinking, and I'm going to tell you, get off it. <laughs> so, let's wrap this up, baby. Uh, ways to get on the show? With audio submission, of course, the call-ins, the phone line is 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling a for Timberwolves explosion. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, opine. The phone line, officially with TSS, that's what it is, the TSS uh, line, is uh, it has a three-minute limit, uh, there's the call now button on the Facebook page, which I mentioned earlier. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion, if I actually didn't mention the link. And I will put all of this, all of this in the show description so you'll be able to get to it right away. Copy paste or whatever, like the email address I'm about to mention for email and audio submission. But the call now button takes you right to that same phone line via Facebook Messenger. So if you're from Australia, New Zealand, Canada, um, Switzerland, who knows? Spain, Spain if you're still like us, even though Rubio's on Utah. Um, call in that way from the uh, with the boost button or yeah i mean and you can do it if you're local too it doesn't matter it's just a quick way of doing it you go in through facebook messenger 100 free you don't have to worry no matter where you're from from china or wherever. and then there's the audio submission route which again you don't have to worry about long distance of course at this you use the uh, free audio recording application on whatever smart device you have regardless of what it is it could be anything so tablet samsung note samsung galaxy Apple, iPad, Apple, iPhone, Apple, iPod, you can, There's our free audio, uh, recorders on there. Use that, record it to maybe five minutes, though. Certain people have a green light to go forever, but maybe not really forever, but for a while, if you really want to, like 10 or whatever, like Hank McCoy, Vince Germano, um, Tanae Brown, and, and, um, I would even say Levi, too, uh, have the, have the green light to do that, but for sure the, the first three, but yeah, no, Levi, too, I think, should, uh, deserve it. Um, yeah, but uh, you can email that device that, that Adios, uh file to live at yahoo.com paladinolive at yahoo.com and in the show description you can use it you can copy and paste it you're with your email with your phone or whatever you're using to make it quicker that way so that's why I always put it in the show description that way you don't have to like keep looking okay P-A-L-A-D-I-N-O okay <laughs> no just paladinolive at yahoo.com just copy paste done rock and roll, um, and that's what you do. You, you email it there, and I will convert it to an mp3 file, which takes about 30 seconds, and uh, rock and roll. One final thing, please give Timberwolves Explosion a positive rating on iTunes if you could. Really would appreciate it. I know you're out there. Just please take the time and do that if you could, even if it's just putting in the five star. You don't even write anything. But if you want to write something, I will give you a huge shout out and a big thank you. Because if you do just do the rating, I won't. Even, I won't know who you are, but I still will appreciate it very much. If you do that, it only helps, makes the show more attractive to potential listeners, and it just looks better. You know, it just does. Please uh, tell your friends about the show if you could; would be greatly appreciated. Um, until next time, hopefully the wolves will have an above five hundred week, but at least five hundred is a start. <laughs> Keep things afloat for the most part. Go from there, get to above five hundred as the season progresses, and the schedule maybe gets a tiny bit easier. As you know, we'll we'll see. So <laughs> some stretches it does, some stretches it doesn't. But uh gonna give a quick shout out to the Courtside Podcast, real quick. I don't want to forget to uh say that. Uh please check out the Courtside Podcast if you could on iTunes and of course Podbean. Uh Podbean, there's a $20 subscription for one year. Uh you get all the premium shows like Christmas specials, season previews, and such. Lately they've been putting everything on iTunes. But yeah, at least if you want to have the uh, for it's free on iTunes or Stitcher, uh free on iTunes or Double Twist. It might be on Stitcher. I'm not sure, but iTunes a double twist for sure because double twist mirrors iTunes on Android devices. That's what that's why I always talk about Double Twist. So anything on iTunes is pretty much in double twist for your Android device. Um, but yeah, do check out the Courtside Podcast. It is the best basketball show on the planet. Hank McCoy, Vince Germano, Stu Benson, the richest man in Australia. Love you guys. You are spectacular. Um, they focus mostly on basketball, but they also like their own clubs, too. It's just they don't make the whole show about their team, like the Lakers with Stu Benson and Vinny Vinrock, Vince Germano, and, of course, Hank McCoy slash Wayne Hunt is a Memphis Grizzlies fan. Um, both clubs still kind of, you know, they're developing, but we'll see. <laughs> Give them time. They're, they're in the right place. They've got good coaches uh, leading the way there. That's the good part. So please do check out the Courtside Podcast. massive shout-out to them. God bless you guys. God bless the Wolves, and keep it up.